podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is brought to you by Nobody. Is that a podium, boys? Yes. Is that a podium? That's a podium. Yeah, nice shot, mate. Woo! It's a podium, Daniel. Thank you. Mega, man, mega. Oh, wow. Enjoy this one, guys. Enjoy it. It's a good feeling. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Feels good. Feels good. Yeah, and so, uh, Klaus, I told her to keep her fingers out of my bum. <laughs> what I'm on. You've hit record. Oh, shit. It's now time to hand the mic over to a man. A man that's been riding bareback throughout Texas all week, eating brisket and drinking whiskey. A man that's invented Texas barbecue. That man is Mr. David Croft. Take it away, Crofty. It's lights out and away we go. Once a week, one man emerges from the pit lane to deliver all the news, discussion, and results of Formula One. Well, that time has arrived. Sit back. Relax for the Park It In My Ferme show. Here is your host, Colby. Woo! That is right. Howdy, ladies and gentlemen. It's your main squeeze, Colby, a.k.a. the Coldopotamus. And the Coldopotamus is sweating in this hot Texan sun, beating down on my leathery behind. And if you're out riding horseback or you just happen to come across my Fermi, please don't hesitate. Don't question it at all. Just park it on up in there as it is the parking in my Fermi show, the number one comedy F1 podcast in the world, according to my mum, and she's never wrong. You calling her a liar? Probably. We have all the news, opinions, discussions, results, reviews, previews, love triangles, Verstappen, stroppy behavior, and more. Woo! Episode 82, coming at you hard and fast, but don't be soft and slow. If you've missed out on the previous 81, just head over to parkingtomyfermate.com to download every single episode ever made. Better yet, look down at that podcast listening device like your Nikita Mazepin looking down upon the help in his mansion, one of his slaves that he's got, and spank that subscribe and follow button like your daddy Mazepin spanking the spoilt little son that he's got. That way you get to hear my sexy, smooth, soothing sounds two times a week. And there ain't nothing wrong with getting down and dirty with the Coda Bottomers two times a week. Check out the socials as well. Add Parker in my firmly on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Slide into the DMs like your Kelly PK looking for another lover. Because Max Verstappen's run out of cash. And I'll be there to catch your arms wide open. Don't hurt yourself. So what are we going to be talking about today? Well... We talk about the popularity of Formula One and who Mr. Popular is. The most popular team, the most popular driver. We're going to talk a little quota contract talk. Hamilton wants more races in more diverse places. Verstappen ain't about that DTS. Lance Stroll writes his daddy a heartfelt love letter. And the top five predictions for the US GP. I'm losing it. I'm losing it. I just went from six to midnight. I am that excited on this huge, colossus, gigantic, mammoth, monstrous show. So I ask that you change into something a little more comfortable. Or better yet, 
Just sit there butt naked, grab yourself some Texas barbecue and a bourbon of your choosing. Kick the boots up, yee-haw. Relax and enjoy the show. Pierre Gasly wins the Italian Grand Prix. Oh my, oh my, is that just wonderful. Oh my God. What did you do? What did you do? What? Oh my god, guys, we did it again! Oh my god, yes! <laughs> we just won the race. Now, we're going to go through what will happen at the Circuit of the Americas this weekend a little later on, so stay tuned. But we need to talk about something else first. There's been a lot of news this week. We are going to break it down a little bit later on, but Formula One had a little beauty contest. A popularity contest. It was run by Motorsport Network and Motorsport.com, but it's quite interesting for a number of reasons. We can take away a lot of information from it, and it really shows that Formula One is hitting the heights of its popularity right now. Fans can have more access than ever before. Drive to Survive has brought in a huge number, and with the new young core of drivers, they appeal to a new young fan base. It's really a sport that is growing and growing and I need to take my hat off to Formula One for the work that they have done. Well done. But that's not what we're here for. We don't want to give F1 too much credit. No, no, no. That's too easy. That's what nice people do. I'm not nice. But let's break down the numbers. I am the stat man after all. I want to know the most popular driver. I want to know the most popular team. So I'm going to give you a little bit of a mini... Cody's Top 5. Klaus, I want to say... You were on there because you had no idea we were doing a top five and you pressed the button anyway. I love it. So we're going to do a little mini Cooldies top five of the most popular drivers from the fans' point of view out there. Number five, Sebastian Vettel, 9%. 9% of fans listed him as their favorite driver. That's not bad. Now, this is where I'm a little bit disappointed. Number four, Big Dick Danny Rick, 10.2%. Probably didn't get more of the vote because people are afraid of that sledgehammer between his legs. Number three, Lewis Hamilton. He remained the number one driver still in the UK, so UK fans, sit back. Don't, don't panic just yet. But he's dropped down to number three at 12.5%. He was number one only a couple of years ago. Number two, Lando Norris, 13.7%. While over 40% of all the fans that voted placed him in their top three. And I, hey, would you, I've got Lando in my top three favorite drivers. But this is where Lando really excelled in the voting. The female fans. <laughs> you males don't know. You don't understand. When you look at little Nando Norris, you can baby him. You can cuddle him. You can nurture him. 57% of all female fans had him in their top three drivers. Oh. And he was comfortably standing out as the favorite driver of the fans, 24 years of age and younger. That just says it right there. The future, Lando Norris is the future. He's getting women to the sport. The young people love him. He's on the Twitch. He's one of those gamer boys. And the number one most popular driver in the world, according to the fans, Max Verstappen, 14.4% of the votes say he's the most, he's their favorite. 
he's their favourite. Probably the whole nation of the Netherlands voting, voting in that one there. But they also voted on the constructors as well. And it's it's a freaking landslide. Oh, sorry. It was... Cody's top five. That's it. Klaus, I'm telling you, you are on today. Pay rise. I might even let you out of the house today so you can see someone. Here's the top five constructors. Number five, Alpine, 3.1%. The French audience getting on that one. Mercedes at number four. 11.9. Now, I think that's probably just people that are just over it. It's They're just too good at what they were doing. People just didn't like them anymore. Because their cars certainly are very popular. But yeah, I'm over them winning. I want to see someone new up there. Number three, Ferrari. The Prancing Ponies, 17.9%. Red Bull at number two, 19.7%. But a huge whopping 10% nearly. Ahead of them, McLaren, 29.5%. In terms of the likability, the their favourite, really. It wasn't even close. McLaren also topped the vote in the UK, US, Australia, Canada, Brazil, as well as ranking first in Europe, the Americas, Middle East, and Africa. McLaren dominated the popularity contest. So, what are we going to take away from this? The two most popular drivers are young and going to be around for a long time. And the team that spanked everyone in the popularity contest has a young driver and are hitting their strides nicely. So, that shows that the sport is looking really good. Like, I'm talking... George Russell shirtless on Instagram. That's how good it is. (laughs) The sport is getting stronger and stronger. The stereotype of the old white man being the only one that follows it could be done and dusted. And as a rainbow-colored trans gay heterosexual that identifies as a stapler, it feels pretty good that the sport is becoming more diverse and inclusive. And I applaud you. But now... Some news. News, 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 news. Cody, Formula One news. Pocket in my Fermi, Formula One news. It's the pimp news, pimp news. Didn't steal this, it's definitely the pimp news, pimp news, pimp news coming through your ears right now. Pocket in my Fermi, Formula One news, pimp news, yeah. Ooh. Hey, uh, Klaus, move over a second. We need, we need to invite Whistleman in. Come on, Whistleman. Do your thing. Oh, my. All right, we're going to start with the US GP. Contract talks are still going on as far as as of the recording of this, that is. The uh, Circuit of the Americas are looking to lock in a contract before this weekend's race. The problem Bobby Boy Bobby Epstein has is that they aren't the only place in the US that is up to scrap to host races. The US has, has got many places where you can go right now. The FIA don't care about your feelings. They will cut you and move on. They're ruthless. Having said that, it's getting to the point where Bobby Boy needs to get the checkbook out and pay the fees to keep the race there. Now, it's a great race, and I believe the turnout this weekend will reflect that. I think it's going to be huge, just how damn popular this race actually is. This is what Bobby actually had to say. Bobby Epstein, that is, for those that weren't following along. We'd like to finalize it before we go on sale. Although, we'll put some 2022 tickets on sale this weekend. I think it's going to be done. I'm highly confident that we'll get there. I'd be surprised and disappointed if we don't. 
And I think that Dominicali would say the same thing. We were at a sellout point in 2019, but we added capacity since that point. Let's say the capacity we added is 35,000. I would suggest that a good portion of that came from the Netflix growth of interest because the series wasn't racing in 2020. So we didn't have any races in our time zone. So how did the fans become more engaged? It certainly wasn't because they were turning on their TV in the middle of the afternoon and joining. Instead, they were in everyone's home every day and they were streaming the TV show. That's exactly right. I agree with Bobby Epstein. He needs to get it on. I think Circuit of the Americas is a great circuit. I think there should be another, a third race in the US at least. They know what they're doing when it comes to events. It's only becoming more and more popular there. And if the US really embrace Formula One, really skyrocket this, like a lot of the celebrities, JJ Watt, you know, Bill Burr, he's a huge F1 fan, Matthew McConaughey, you know, Tom Cruise, these guys really get behind us, really build up this platform. I mean, money's never going to really be an issue in, in Formula One again. Teams will be able to survive. Sponsorship money will be huge. Everyone will be happy. It will be exactly what we all wanted. Moving on. Lewis Hamilton wants to head back to the motherland. He wants to race back in South Africa, which currently is the only habitable continent that doesn't have a Formula One race. He said, the place that I really feel is dear to my heart and most important for me is to get a race back in South Africa. I think there's a great following out there and it would be great to be able to highlight just how beautiful the motherland is. He then went on to talk about the U.S. Grand Prix. He said the U.S. Grand Prix is fantastic and it is such a huge country. Having just one race here for sure isn't enough to really be able to tap into the sporting culture here. I think definitely you need to have at least two, but there are so many great cities to have a Grand Prix. Miami is incredible, as is Austin. I don't know about the next one, but I'm not opposed to that. So what do you guys think? Should Formula One be heading back to South Africa? Could you see races back at Kilami? Let me know on the socials at Parker to my Fermi, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. But we're still going. Also, what other cities in the US do you want to see some of these races? I mean, there's heaps. There's the Glen. You go to Vegas. Detroit. There's a lot of places you could really set up some races there as well. Moving on. And finally, Maxi Boy wants out of DTS interviews. He believes it manifests a lot of rivalries that aren't actually there and has previously been upset with how the 2018 Baku crash between himself and Danny Rick and his humongous dick has been covered. He wants a more accurate account, said the man who seems to be as much fun as a fart in an elevator. Here's what he actually said. I understand that it needs to be done to boost the popularity in America, but from a side of a driver, I don't like being a part of it. They faked a few rivals, which they don't really exist. So I decided to not be part of it and did not give any of my interviews after that because there is nothing you can show. I'm not really a dramatic show kind of person. I just want facts and the real things to happen. I mean, I get it. I get it. One, you're not that thrilling in front of the camera. So to be honest, Max, I love you. I'm wanting you to win this year. But at the same time, I'd much rather hear more from Lando, Leclerc, Sainz, Perez, Hamilton, and of course, BDDR, Big Dick Danny Rick. But that's it for the news. 
Rosberg Wally. Oh, thank you guys. Yeah, great job. Smooth operator. Smooth operator. <laughs> I'm a stat man. Formula One stat man. Cody's a stat man. Yeah, stats. Uh, I'm a stat man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Stat time. Yeah. Oh, so much stats. So many stats. I don't know if this intro is even long enough. There's that many stats. Uh, stats, stats, stats. Yeah. Ooh, so many stats. Uh, I'm a stat man. That's right, it's stat time. Ooh, smooth operator. Smooth operator. Carlos Sides, he has been flying. How's this for a stat? He's had nine points scoring races in a row. Longest of anyone this season. How's that for your stat of the week? He's a stat man. Ooh, that was a good stat. Yeah, it was. Yeah, such a good stat. Such a, such a good stat. You know it was. He's a stat man. Hey, let's go on with the show. Cool, it's pretty cool. Yeah. And radio check. It's Friday then. It's Saturday, Sunday. What? It's Friday then. Saturday, Sunday. What? Yeah, it's okay. Well, Klaus, uh, let's uh, let's check the old uh, mailbox. Have you got any? Have you got any mail there? Got any mail? Oh, well, that's a letter to Lawrence Stroll from Lance. What? What's that doing there? We better. We better read that one live on air in a segment I like to call Letters from Lance. Dear Daddy, it's Lance. I'm writing about racing. I don't want to do it anymore, Father. I just want to eat poutine with my buddies, eh? I'm sorry, Father. I never really wanted to race. I just did it to make you proud, eh? Are you a proud daddy yet? Has Lancy Boy made you proud? I don't want to drive fast anymore. I don't. I want to slow down with my buddies, hang out with some moose, some mounties, at my nearest Tim Hortons and smother maple syrup all over my little body. I'm sorry, Daddy. I only did this so you would love me. Do you love me now? I've had a boot enough. But Daddy, Father dearest, I, I love you so. I will continue to drive so you, you can continue to love me. I don't know if I can leave Brad either, my race engineer. He needs me. He needs to tell me the buttons to push. Oh, Father, I love you so. But have a boot had enough? Please, how many more races must I race before you love me back? Love, your little Lance. Well, Klaus, that uh, probably shouldn't have read that one on air. That seemed uh, pretty personal and pretty fucked up. I uh, suggest, Lance, I know you're listening, that you actually sit down with your father and have a little one-on-one, maybe get a therapist involved, because... Uh, Please stop sending us those letters.
Stroll crosses the line and he does go pole. 147.7. Lance Stroll is on pole for the first time in his career. Said P1. P1. Yes, boys! <laughs> Let's go! Let's go! <laughs> yes! Brad, I want to hear you say it, mate. That's pole position. I want to hear you say it! That's pole position, Lance. Pole position. Let's go! Whew. Klaus, get excited. Get fired up. It is USGP time. Circuit of the Americas. Yeah, Howdy, partner. I don't know if that's uh, really stereotypical. I think everyone in Texas does that. So uh, that's fair enough. But you know what everyone else in Texas does? Try and look cool, fresh, dope, and hip. And the best way to do that is head over to parkingitmyfurbay.com slash merch. Link in description and pick yourself up that retro comedy F1 podcast merch right there. The number one comedy F1 podcast in the world. You see the shirts, you see the mugs, you see the hoodies. I've had a team of designers working around the clock for years to produce that stuff for you. You think I just quickly go... To Photoshop and just edit some stuff? No, 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 no. I work my ass off. You know why I do that? You know why? You got to give the people now. That's right. Give the people what That's they right. Want. And what the people want is to look good all the time, and I can do that for you. I want to see you guys at the racetracks. I want to see you guys on TV with your big dick Danny Rick shirts. Yes. Number one comedy F1 podcast shirts. Called a Potamus embroidered shirt. That's just fancy. That's for the the must be nice kind of people. The kind of people with that with that skrilla, that extra extra dosh. But look, I know what you're thinking. You're sitting back going, I can't afford it. The shipping alone is too much. Klaus, you hear that? Idiots, bunch of morons. Because the shipping's free. You know why I've made the shipping free? Got to Gotta give the people what they want. That's exactly right. What the people want is free shipping, affordable prices, and oh my god, sizes to match? Extra small all the way up to 5XL for you husky, hunky, chunky boys, and there's nothing wrong with being chunky at all. So, if you want to make yourself look good, head over to parkingtomyfilmate.com slash merch, link in description. Also, chuck in the code podcastexclusive5 for 5% off the total purchase cost. You can also find the shops on Facebook and Instagram pages now as well. Hey, you know why I've done all that? That's it. Ow! We give the people what they want. Well, well, well. Yeah, I have water running in my foot. Because your drinking system is leaking like... How is it difficult to do simple things? The pump apparently was not running, so maybe it's leaking somewhere else. So we're having a look. Yeah, because I disconnected, it kept leaking in my uh, helmet. Most simple part in the whole car, and we can fix it. And we've got the USGP this weekend. Horrible timing to watch it for anyone in Australia, but I mean, I guess it's really fair because you guys wake up over in the US early every weekend for races in Europe. So um, I guess it makes sense. But anyway, we are going to go through the top five. Klaus, wake up. 
Cody's top Cody's five. top five predictions for the USGP. There is a lot to unpack because I've got a lot of bold predictions. And they'll all come true because I'd never, ever get it wrong. So let's start off with... Cody's top Cody's five. Cody's top five, number five. The Ferraris are going to struggle in Coda. They are. The Ferraris will struggle in the circuit of the Americas. Now, I'm not going to be more specific with that because I think a lot of teams will struggle as well. But with those high-speed corners... With the long straights, I think Ferrari aren't going to have enough speed. They're good in those short, like the Baku, like the Monaco, you know, where they had to turn. Even Sochi, they were good there. But in these high speed corners, the S's, you know, going up, the straight up to the turn one there, they're going to struggle. They're not going to have that race pace. So, I don't think, I think one Ferrari will finish in the top 10. Neither will finish in the top five. That is bold prediction number one. Number four on the list of... Cody's top five. Top five predictions that are going to be happening at the USGP. George Russell will make it into Q3. That's not a bold prediction, but he'll have a horrible race and he'll finish P13. See, that's specifics. George Russell into Q3, but finishing P13. He, he's going to dominate the Saturday... But again, I think because it's such an open circuit, wind is a factor. That Williams doesn't like the wind. It doesn't. And that's a fact. You can take that to the bank. He's going to have a struggle. He's not going to be able to control the car. People are just going to pass him. Moving on. Number three in. Cody's top five. Cody's top five predictions for the USGP. Number three. McLarens have a big, big day. I'm predicting one of the McLarens on the podium. Probably Norris. Big Dick Danny Rick going to be fourth or fifth. That's it. They're going to have a monster day. They're going to basically blow out Ferrari and really extend that lead on them. I, I really feel they're just going to start pulling away. It's a good circuit for the McLarens there. They're good they're at similar tracks that Mercedes are good at because of their in engine, the power unit there. I think McLaren's going to dominate. I think they're going to finish third and fifth. There you go. Norris third. Big Dick Danny Rick. Give a dog a bone. He's going to be fifth. I'm excited. I'm excited. Let's, hey, let's move on to number two in. Cody's top five. This one hurts a little bit. This one hurts. Max Verstappen will start from third because I reckon Bottas and Hamilton will be one, two. And then Max Verstappen gets a DNF. I think it's going to happen. We've had too much good luck here. I mean, Max Verstappen's had three DNFs already and been sent to the back of the field once. And still leading the championship. The man is crushing it. But I think it's going to hit him again. I think he's going to have engine issues. I don't even think it's going to be a crash. I think there's going to be a reliability issue. He's going to go off the circuit. He's going to have to retire the car after starting from third. And that leaves me open for number one in... Cody's top five. Cody's top five bold predictions for the USGP at Coda. Number one. Valtteri Bottas is given team orders for Lewis Hamilton to win. I think Bottas is going to qualify on pole. I think Hamilton is going to be sitting behind him in second. And I think, you know, 20 laps in, Bottas is going to get that radio call. Hey, uh, do you mind? Do you mind just moving over? Moving over? Hamilton's going to win the race. Bottas is going to come second. That's when Lando Norris finishes third. Perez fourth. Big Dick, Danny Rick, fifth, Pierre Gasly, sixth. That is how you predict races. 
Specifics. And they were... Cody's Top 5. Cody's Top 5 bold predictions for the USGP. Ferraris are going to struggle. George Russell into Q3, but finishes P13. McLarens have a great day, third and fifth. Max qualifies third, DNFs. Bottas qualifies pole, finishes second. Hamilton second, finishes first. There you go. How's that? Specifics for... Cody's Top 5. Well, brings us to the end of another show. A short, sharp, and shiny one as we gear up. I'm pumped. Next episode, obviously, we'll break down every single thing, session by session, what actually happened. So don't miss out. So make sure you subscribe and follow on your podcast listening device. Park it in myfilmmate.com if you've missed out on any of the previous episodes. Pick up some merch as well while you're there. And if you want to join the Legends Club, go to patreon.com slash park it in my Link in description. Big shout out to our Legends Club members. Well, one member at the moment, the Queen herself, Austin, sitting atop her throne. So you don't want to leave her all by herself. Come in and party as well. And as always, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Podcast Network.